Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Frontiers in Functional Medicine, where we are interviewing the best minds in functional medicine. And of course, today is no exception. Let me give you a little background on this podcast and introduce you to my amazing guest today, and we will jump right in. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Integrative Therapeutics. For over 35 years, patients and clinicians have trusted Integrative Therapeutics for their dedication to quality, potency, and accuracy, and bring you exclusive products backed by science. Dr. Sonia Malani, F-A-B-N-O, is my guest today. She's a board-certified physician, author, and researcher. She's actually engaged in some pretty cool epigenetic research as we speak, I just learned. Uh, she graduated from Bastyr University, followed by a residency at Ames Institute in Seattle. Tenacious in understanding the root cause of disease, she's actively conducting research, currently working on clinical trials for complex cases, and to support thrivers nationwide. Dr. Milani, welcome, welcome, welcome to New Frontiers. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. Well, let's dive in. So we're going to talk about the wonderment of curcumin, all things curcumin. So tell me about the history and, you know, just some of the amazing uses through time. Yes. All right. Well, I'm actually coming to you live from India. So it's a perfect opportunity to speak about Curcumin, yes. such a well-known Ayurvedic and, um, you know, Indian spice. So curcumin has been around for a very, very long time. It's the medical constituent um, of the turmeric root. So we're probably all familiar with the turmeric root. We've seen the turmeric powder at grocery stores, um, but sort of the that um, component that has medicinal properties to it is known as uh, curcumin. Um, it's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for a very, very long time um, and has been used kind of, I think most people know it as something that helps promote a really healthy inflammatory response. Um, and it's still used in that regard today. Um, it, you know, it's uh, it's been around for so, so long, but the beautiful thing about it now is that there's an abundance of research that's being done on curcumin and really being shown now um, using modern scientific methods. Uh, we're now able to show what we've known um, in the Indian culture and the Ayurvedic culture for a very, very long time. So um, yeah, that we're going to dive into it today. Well, tell me, I just want to, I just want to dig into it a little bit more because you are in India and do have kind of a, a, a nice uh, position you sit in to understanding both uses. So, so it was recognized as being for inflammation way back in the day. Like how did they describe it and how did they use it? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, so, um, well, turmeric has always been really um, kind of innate to the to the Indian spices and Indian cooking. So it's used in almost every single majority of dishes. It has, you know, that kind of potent yellow color to it. So if you see some Indian foods, whether it's rice or things like dokla that are, you know, have that yellow tinge to it, that that yellow is coming from the turmeric. Um, so, you know, not only was it used kind of for its, its medicinal properties, but it was also used for its beautiful color to make the food look vibrant and look appealing. Um, but, you know, from an, uh, kind of Ayurvedic perspective, um, 
it, it's been used by so many amazing Ayurvedic doctors as something that can help promote a healthy inflammatory response, something used in joint health, um, something used in um, kind of muscle recovery and thinking about how to support the, the overall body and the, the musculoskeletal system. Um, and then also, you know, uh, it's in some formulations for detoxification, um, as well as uh, some immune support as well. And, uh, you know, again, it's pretty amazing to see science confirm what we've, you know, what kind of the Ayurvedic um, doctors have, have been telling us for so long in terms of what curcumin can really do for the human body. Let me just add to that in a, a really enormous exclamation point, in my opinion, I, um, as you and I were talking about, I'm in, also engaged in um, research using DNA methyl, looking at epigenetic or gene expression via patterns of DNA methylation. And it's no surprise that we see curcumin in cell studies. I have to say, these are cell studies. Like we're, we're this, this body of research and looking at gene expression is relatively new, but we can see curcumin being what I call in my world an epinutrient, meaning that it influences in this really elegant and favorable way. In cell studies, the um, you know favorable gene expression. And I just think that is so cool. And I can say that one of my speculations, my personal uh, thinking is that some of these pleomorphic benefits of curcumin, will we discover that there's something rooted in its ability to you know, really nuance favorable gene expression? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that kind of goes into um, how do we deliver curcumin properly, right? Because um, it is, it, you know, it is um, extracted from the turmeric root, but curcumin is poorly absorbed and very quickly excreted or eliminated. And, you know, that's another part of it. I think part of the, the reason why it's been used in food and used in cooking is because synergistically there's more absorption when it's combined with a lot of those things, right? So, um, you know, something that a lot of people are also probably familiar with is the concept of golden milk or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, adding, adding turmeric to a, a cup of milk. And part yes. of that, part of the reason why, um, you know, that was, became, that was so popular and derived in the Indian culture is because when you combine curcumin or turmeric with a fat, like the fat in milk, um, you actually increase the bioavailability and increase the absorption. And so there's been all of these different preparations over the past, you know, hundreds of years that have tried to figure out, well, we know curcumin is so amazing, but how do we actually get the amazing benefits out of it? Um, you know, originally one way that it was started in kind of the supplement industry was combining curcumin with black pepper, or pepperine, um, because we, the concept of potentially increasing thermogenesis was um, something that actually derived also from Ayurvedic medicine. The, you know, the stomach is known as kind of that um, organ that contains your fire, that stomach acid is very, this, you know, has a lot of heat and has this fire to it. And so if you can increase that fire using black pepper, then you could in theory, increase the absorption of, of curcumin. So that was one original way that it was, um, kind of, uh, delivered, um, to kind of a, you know, a mass population. Did that bear out? I mean, combining it, I mean, there are definitely, you know, product designs. There's certainly you know, talk about always using it with pepper. Is there evidence for that right. being the case? There is evidence that combining curcumin with black pepper is better than combining it without anything, right? Okay, However, okay. 
there has been a lot of um, advancements in curcumin delivery technology. Well, so before you go too sophisticated, I want to I want to back up because I do want to hear about curcumin delivery systems. I think that's essential. But I want to know whether we can actually achieve enough in our diet. I'm always suggesting that people I love golden milk. I love it. I love a good mug of golden milk or a delicious curry. Um, yeah. I mean, I will say that I tend to supplement and we could talk about that a little bit more because I, you know, I'm not consuming it every day. But so question number one, can we get enough in our diet? Can we get enough? Can we deliver enough? Or would we need to be eating like we were in India where, where it's basically introduced into everything? But can we achieve it? And we need to combine it with fat um, and we need to combine it with pepper. But anyways, just speak to whether we can do that. Yes. Okay. So, um, I love this question because this is, this is one of the things that I love educating patients on. Um, and I pretty much every, I, I find that pretty much every patient comes to me saying like, Oh, I'm already taking turmeric. I'm already taking curcumin. Like I'm already doing everything right. But I love, um, breaking down kind of what the body needs versus what you're getting in, in some of the supplements. And so, um, let me just also tell you, um, so for example, a teaspoon of fresh turmeric, so the turmeric powder has about 200 milligrams of curcumin in it. Um, and clinical doses range anywhere from a thousand milligrams to up to 8,000 milligrams. Right. So if you think about it, you know, um, on average, I, you know, usually I'm recommending around two, 2,000 milligrams or two grams. And so that's about 10 teaspoons of, of turmeric powder, which is a lot if you've, if you've, yeah. um, you know, yeah. you tried to eat yeah. that, uh, you know, normally in Indian cooking, it's, it's used kind of as a pinch, um, again, to give that vibrant color. And so it's really not consumed in the, in, at least in the South Asian diet in, um, that kind of mass amount. Um, is it possible to get enough from food? potentially, but I really do think, you know, if we're able to, to work with some of the advancements in curcumin delivery, then that is a much better route than trying to get 10 up to 10 tablespoons, teaspoons, if not more. Yeah. Right. And when you're trying to exert a therapeutic influence, so you're actually working with patients, um, it's different than you're already really healthy and, you know, you're focused on getting things through food, uh, you know, dose it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just not even comparable. So when you want to exert a, a real therapeutic influence, it seems to me that, yeah, you're going to be eating a ton and it's going right. to be hard. You're going to have to eat it with all sorts of, you know, exactly. you know, fat and so forth. Yeah. I, I probably, right. I probably and would not be successful in that. From a <laughs> perspective, it may be possible, you know, just kind of, again, promoting a healthy um, inflammatory response and, and maintaining, um, uh, you know, kind of health. However, like you said, when using it in a more clinical setting, um, adding 10 teaspoons of, of turmeric to your golden milk may, may not be very um, tasty. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I agree. So I want to talk about... Um, I guess I have a couple questions. We're going to move into supplements, but maybe before we go, structurally, why is it like so poorly absorbed? Yes. Yeah, so curcumin actually has a crystalline structure, um, which is the reason why it's not as bioavailable. And so, um, and that's been, you know, when we, we talk about how to, how to actually get the increase of um, bioavailability and increase the absorption, that crystalline structure has been kind of the biggest rate limiting step. Um, how do we get around that? Or how do we 
again, pair the crystalline structure of curcumin with something that will help increase the absorption. Um, but, and, and, you know, there, there has been some really amazing advancements in completely changing the structure of curcumin and making it more of an amorphous form, um, which has increased the bioavailability and absorption significantly. Huh. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So it's this crystalline structure. We've figured out how to tweak it, which increases the bioavailability. Um, so, so I can give you an example um, yeah. that, that I think would that would help. So if you think about sh sugar, sugar has a very crystalline structure as well. Um, and if you heat sugar up and then cool it really quickly, uh, what you can create out of that is actually cotton candy, right? That's how cotton candy is oh, created. Oh, that's cotton candy. I was thinking caramel. Yeah. <laughs> you really cool it. Um, and your crystalline structure of sugar now becomes kind of amorphous. So when you cool, when you heat it up, it, it dissolves. And then when you cool it really quickly, it, um, it kind of solidifies back in this amorphous structure. So it's no longer that crystalline structure. And that's what allows it to actually melt in your mouth, which we all, you know, we all love that cotton candy sensation melting in your mouth. Um, and that's similar to what hmm. we have now with a lot of research, you know, there's been some amazing developments in, in curcumin that have been able to create that sort of um, amorphous structure of curcumin, take the crystalline form, very, very similar and in, in, in a very similar fashion to cotton candy, melting it down, cooling it quickly and creating um, amorphous structure out of that crystalline structure. Well, that begs the question then I have to, I, you know, as to how is this amorphous structure therapeutically as active as the crystalline structure? The submicron um, particle decolloidal dispersion is 27 more times than standard curcumin extract, but the amorphous the amorphous version is about three times more bioavailable than the submicron one. So we're seeing wow. a significantly large increase in the bioavailability of this amorphous structure, um, and from a you know therapeutic benefit, we're still yeah. able to get that therapeutic the therapeutic benefit of curcumin. Okay, so what so so we're showing way more bioavailability and clinical outcome right commensurate so, with that increased bioavailability go ahead yeah and, well I, just to speak to the research that amorphous formulation um, was shown in a single dose double blind two-way crossover study and it was shown to be three times more um, bioavailable than the than the submicron particle colloidal dispersion so you know um, there's and there's more research that's underway that's really exciting as well using this in more kind of a therapeutic fashion looking at it in cognitive impairment and things like that so um, you know we're seeing that it, it has more bioavailability and now we're seeing, well, how can we apply that um, to different, different situations? All right. So it's significantly more bioavailable and that's been demonstrated. We're using it in clinical practice. I mean, I, I should say I'm not yet, but I am excited to try it ever, you know, since I'm learning from you now and, and, and we've been dialoguing about it. It just sounds incredibly interesting. Um, you know, and I appreciate the energy to bring this product forward, just, you know, understanding the, 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 the kind of attention that's gone to bring this new, this new um, preparation forward. So, Mike, and, you know, we're, I'll, I'll be thrilled to pay attention to the clinical research on. So, so I've got two questions. My first one is, how are you dosing this differently compared to previous types of curcumin you've, you've used in practice? 
Hmm. So um, when there was a study that showed kind of the plasma concentration of this new sort of amorphous form of curcumin versus um, the the previous predecessor, which is the submicron um, particle colloidal dispersion. And we what we're seeing is that the plasma level increases um, significantly right after dosing this product, and then does have more bioavailability viability, um, throughout sort of the, the next few hours. And so when it comes to dosing, it's not really necessary to change um, the dosing recommendations because you're still getting, you know, you're, you're getting um, a significant dose, but you may not have to use as much, right? So if you're able to, if we're seeing that plasma concentrations are increasing, you may not have to use as much to get the same benefit. And from a kind of, you know, maybe a more holistic perspective, thinking about the, maybe the financial burden that that takes off patients is really amazing um, because if they don't have to use as much of their product and if they can get the same benefit without having to go through bottles and bottles of, of a curcumin supplement, then that really helps out our patient from the financial strain and stress point um, as well. And so not necessarily changing like milligrams or, um, you know, uh, gram dosage recommendations, but we have a product that has a bioavailability. So patients are getting the bang for their buck. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, again, I have to say, I look forward to trying it out. Let's talk about other typical curcumin preparations. So somebody's going to go into the health food store and see, you know, 18 different curcumin products. What are those like? And what would you say if you, I, I, I know you can't speak to all the products, but in general, the viability of like, you know, OTC, yeah. you know, curcumin products. Right. And to take you back to the history a little bit as well. So some of the first formulations were using curcumin alongside black pepper, right? That concept of increasing bioavailability by, you know, kind of increasing that thermogenesis that um, black pepper can create. So that was one of the first iterations. And then um, started using, you know, companies started using standardized curcumin extract with turmeric essential oil, thinking that, you know, maybe that could increase huh. the bioavailability. And to some extent, it was, you know, it, it was um, in, in a better product, potentially. Um, and then it moved to liposomal format. So this is when we combined, um, you know, a fat with curcumin, um, but in more of a phospholipid kind of uh, um, format. And that for a while was um, a really high quality and, and you know, increase the bioavailability um, of, of um curcumin. And after that, uh, around that same time, also phosphatidylcholine was being used combined with curcumin to increase the bioavailability. So there's been, you know, what's, what's brilliant about all of this and what really should be appreciated is how much research has gone in to figuring out we know curcumin is poorly absorbed and, and um, excreted very quickly. So there's been so much research, you know, to see how can we keep increasing the bioavailability. And I love looking back, seeing all the iterations at, um, you know, the different products and the different formulations, the different delivery technologies to be able to get patients this really amazing, um, a really amazing medicine. Um, the most recent uh, formulation of curcumin has been this submicron, submicron particle colloidal dispersion, dispersion. And I know that sounds like a whole bunch of words. Obviously, it's kind of like a word salad in your mouth, but um, that was using kind of finely milled turmeric and combining it with glycerin and a vegetable gum called gum gadi. Um, and that allowed the curcumin to be um, 
dispersed a little bit better, had more stability in water, and also allowed um, the bioavailability to be higher. So those are all the kind of delivery formats that we've seen. But to speak to your question in terms of products and what you know people are seeing at the at their pharmacy or grocery store, um, I think the most important thing is to be reading the labels because what we'll find is that not every curcumin supplement or curcumin product is standardized is standardized to a specific type of curcumin extract. So we'll see like you know. Um, Usually you'll see on the back of products when it comes to the ones that are combined with black pepper or the turmeric essential oils, that they've been standardized to 95% curcumin extract. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're getting, you know, a product that does have that high um, percentage of curcumin extract, because otherwise, you know, you're, you're in some ways taking a product that doesn't have enough curcumin in it, right? Um, so you want to make sure that the standardized extract is there. And then you, you know, also want to be speaking to a, a practitioner who's educated in this to help you figure out the right dose for your specific situation. Because as I spoke about earlier, you know, there's different ways to use curcumin. You, you know, there's um, been a lot of research around using it to help uh, uh, promote a healthy infl inflammation response and for joint pain and heart health and detoxification pathways, um, some minor pain relief, sports recovery. And so you want to make sure that you're working with someone who can educate you on how to dose it properly for your situation. Right, right. Uh, okay, so then a standardized curcumin product that has reasonable bio reasonable bioavailability could be good, but you're still the bio the the there's still going to be a limitation on exactly how bioavailable that is. Right, and how much you can take, right? So if you are getting, you know, a, a product that maybe is um, combined with black pepper and and it's only maybe like. 20 milligrams of curcumin, then you're going to have to take a lot more pills multiple times a day, potentially, in order to get the dose that you may need. And it's expensive. Let me just say, exactly. you know, I bought, I actually bought some OTC curcumin recently because um, I ran out and I, you know, I do, I do tend to take, to take some most days um, and it was incredibly expensive and it was it was standardized, but it was very low dose. I mean, I just ended up moving through it, you know, quite rapidly. And um, yeah, and so it wasn't, you know, economic, economically speaking, it right. was, there were a ton of capsules and it was a big bottle, but I had to take a ton to right. really experience benefit. And I think that that happens all the time. I think that's what we're confronting. All the yeah. time. Yeah. Either you have to take a lot to get the benefit or what I yeah. see, you know, almost daily in clinical practice is, um, is, is clients coming in who are underdosing, right? Because yeah. they, they're like, oh, the bottle says two capsules. So I'm taking two and, and that's totally understandable. But unfortunately in two capsules, they're only getting a very, very small, they may be getting a very small amount of curcumin. So um, that's, I think that's kind of heartbreaking for me because they're expecting, you know, a result and they're like, oh, I've taken, been taking this for months. And I have to educate them that, hey, for, you know, for your situation, we need a little bit higher dose. And that's why, you know, for, for me specifically kind of being in practice and also doing research, it really is important to me that the delivery technology that we're educating patients on. And in this situation, the, you know, kind of amorphous structure of, of curcumin is well-researched because if it is well-researched and it's been shown in these trials to actually have that bioavailability and have that, you know, peak plasma concentration, then at least we can say with certainty, with certainty to our patients, um, you know, we're, we know you're taking this product and you're getting a good quality um, and you're, you're getting the right dose. And 
as a side note, you know, um, when I was a, a naturopathic student, I used to be a brand student rep for integrative therapeutics. And one of the things that we got to do as being the student representatives was we got to fly down to um, Green Bay, where they kind of have their headquarters and warehouses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, we got as we got a site tour and this was in my first year of medical school. So it was, you know, I was quite impressionable. I was learning a lot about um, just botanical medicine in general. And what was amazing is, you know, you can have all these incredible plants, right? But if you can't get the plants in a, in a proper format to the patient, then, you know, it doesn't really matter what plant you're studying or what plant you're, you know, you're researching. Um, and so watching kind of integrative therapeutics is process, not only when it comes to like quality assurance, but then also the research that they put behind and their in-house, you know, their in-house teams, uh, was really, really amazing because it, I, you know, now being in practice, I want to make sure my patients are getting a good quality. And when I can say like, Hey, I've actually, I'm recommending this, you know, um, supplement to you. And I've actually been to the warehouse where they make it. And I've been to their headquarters. I think it, I think it holds a little bit more weight, right? Because, um, your clients kind of know that, Oh, you know, there's, uh, uh, my doctors looked into this, right? So, um, that's just something I really love about, is, about the company is just that they are so transparent with all of that. Um, and you know, it's, it's really putting kind of the client and the patient first. It, feel, it feels like to me. Well, I mean, and the other thing to just love on integrative therapeutics a little bit, I was <laughs> using them for, you know, forever. I mean, I was using them in my training as well when I was a, when I was a student and beyond, but they're, they definitely put some energy into getting the more sophisticated preparations and the, and, you know, kind of hanging their hat on these delivery systems where there's, there's a bunch of science behind it. I mean, we could talk about a, a lot of the products that, that they've successfully done that with that I've um, either interviewed them about or, or written about, et cetera, over the years. And just, you know, it's cool. Um, and here they are now, you know, kind of moving forward, moving the bar ahead with this curcumin preparation. And, you know, prior to this particular preparation, they had what was arguably the best product out there before in the, in the, well, I'll let you say the word sets. Well, I'll try it. Sub, sub micron particle colloidal. And that was, you know, that was, that was the the product that most of us were using in practice. And I think that we still, that we still will, but certainly will, I'll be kicking the tires on this new product. All right. So what's the name of this new amorphous uh, curcumin preparation? Right. So Kirka Rouge is the name for the delivery format. That is the amorphous structure of um, the curcumin. So we have that increased bioavailability um, and the, the research behind Kirka Rouge. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, what else do we want to talk about regarding this amazing Kirkerouge product? Clinical studies that are currently underway are, we've already demonstrated that it's really bioavailable, that it's, that it exceeds bioavailability and that therefore likely you will, patients will not be required to take as much and therefore ultimately it should be more effective and more affordable together, which is Great. amazing. Um, and you, there, there's cognitive, uh, there's research right now in cognitive yeah. decline. 
Okay. Right. So there's a randomized um, double-blind placebo-controlled trial that's underway um, that will study the effects of 450 milligrams of Curcuma Rouge wow. um, daily on cognitive and fun cognitive function in adults that have mild cognitive impairment. So um, that's known as MCI, and uh, this is this protocol has already been peer-reviewed and it's um, you know been published, and so we're we're excited to kind of see the the results from that trial once it's done. And 450 milligrams, as opposed to the two grams that you're recommending, is that correct? So it's so, significantly less or so 450 milligrams of the Curcu Rouge. Okay. And just to give you a, um, an idea, so Curcu Rouge contains 40% of curcumin and two capsules of Curcu Rouge is 450 milligrams and it contains 90 milligrams of curcumin. So the the trial that we just spoke about in the cognitive impairment actually has um, these participants taking two capsules of Curcu Rouge, which is at 450 milligrams that we're speaking of. Okay, but this is less than what we were talking about before when you were recommending a full two grams to your patients of the previous preparation. Exactly. This is less than half. So this is really in keeping with the improved bioavailability requiring less. Right, exactly. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. And so it allows our patients to not have to swallow as many pills, which is super important as well. You know, yeah. a lot of are, feel sick and don't want to have to worry about taking things twice a day and, you know, three times a day. And so having a product that where, you know, that the bioavailability is bioavailability is increased and in that um, you're getting that peak plasma concentration that is higher than previous delivery formats is really important for our, our patients. I'm really ex I'm excited to try it. I am. Um, are you recommending it with food without, are you recommending it to, to, to take it with fat? Probably doesn't matter. This is some of the background recommendations that we standardly make, but you don't, we don't necessarily need to. Yes. So um, in regards to with or without food, it, th this one doesn't really matter now that we have this sort of amorphous um, structure. And then also it does not need to be combined with a fat because the, through the through the process of taking that crystalline structure of curcumin and creating an amorphous structure, you've actually increased the bioavailability from just that alone. So you don't need to pair it with black pepper or or a fat to help increase the bioavailability. Um, you know, and if you just if you think about kind of going back to that cotton candy example, how if you just think about kind of um, trying to mix sugar in a room temperature cup of water, how much you force you have to put to kind of get that sugar to dissolve in a cup of water versus putting cotton candy in that cup of water, it would melt directly, right? So think about it like that when we're thinking about these curcumin preparations, that standardized curcumin extract is like those cubes of sugar that are really hard to, you have to mix and mix and mix before they dissolve. Um, but this amorphous structure um, or amorphous format of curcumin is like that cotton candy. So you can put it right in water and it's much more dispersible. It, you know, it mixes with water a lot easier. Um, and that's why, that's why we're seeing the increased bioavailability. Awesome. Awesome. Folks, I want to just bring your attention to our show notes where we're going to gather together information about this new product, Curcu Rouge. Uh, and we can also talk about, we can link to, to, to the previous preparations, the submicron product, et cetera. And, you know, we'll just gather everything that we can and pop it into the show notes for your own, uh, you know, training and, and edification. All right, Dr. Amalani, it was just really awesome to talk to you today. Have there, is there any other piece that you want to uh, mention about Kirky Rouge or have we covered, have we covered the main stuff? I think we've covered quite a bit. I will just say mm -hmm. that there is also a study um, using oh, good. 
huge in joint health as well and kind of looking at whether it's able to make a difference there. And so I imagine now that we have this, um, you know, this delivery format, Kirky Rouge, available, that there will be many more um, clinical trials underway. I'm sure maybe maybe you and I would collaborate on one someday. But, um, you know, I think it's what's really beautiful about um, the team behind Kirky Rouge as well is that they're really committed to continuing this clinical research. So um, I stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been the case with, with integrative therapeutics for a long time. I think they've just been a real, a key player, you know, in our industry and in functional medicine and naturopathic medicine for, for many years and their commitment to the science has, um, has always been there. Has always been there. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on New Frontiers. Thank you.